Today's episode, we're excited to talk to you about success, what it means, what it's meant to us in the past, what it means to us today, and dive in a little deeper of what's regret, is it good or bad? Um, as you journey towards success, it's important that you define it. And in this episode, we talk about why. You are listening to the Fifth Hammer Growth Podcast, where we help you find harmony and imperfection as you journey towards success in life and in business. You know, it's interesting in, 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 in business, there's always, there's always fires that need to be put out, right? There's always challenges that you're faced with. And the interesting thing about that is uh, 4th of July, we just had 4th of July. So today is the 6th of July, right? So two days after this, I've had a lot of opportunities to reflect. I freaking love the 4th of July. For me, the 4th of July is is our our big celebration. My my wife and I throw a huge party, you guys are invited you've never come spencer i appreciate you being there um dude you gotta never come i was about to say that now now i'll never come we uh we we had probably 150 people at our house we roasted our own pig we were cooking rabbit we were and and i do fireworks i think like nobody else i've ever met like i walk into the fireworks store that's 50 miles outside of city limits in like i think it's like I don't even know if part of incorporated anything. It's just this building that's on the side of the freeway. And I walk in there and the owner, Rick comes out and he's like, Ryan, it's good to see you. And we walk out with six shopping carts full of freaking fireworks. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So we're doing this firework show and it is, it is like going off like crazy. It, people are screaming, they're yelling. I, everybody's like, this is the most amazing private firework show ever. And all of a sudden I hear my son, across the pond because we're set up in this little area water all around us we're super careful about our setup and what we do and all of a sudden i hear my son ryan answer your phone and i'm like why the crap am i i'm in the middle of a show it's brilliant it's beautiful he's like answer your phone i answer my phone and he's like there's a fire it's like i look over across the pond and, and i was like there's that's and i see this little blaze that's starting to freaking <laughs> dude metaphor for his life by the way oh sh- ryan answer your phone <laughs> but i'm looking at this beautiful show <laughs> dude oh my god dude, but it was so crazy because i look over and i see this fire and my heart drops i jump in my car freaking hightail it over there fortunately um my son's father-in-law who is who 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 was an officer? I'm not going to say who he worked because I don't want to get in trouble. He's an officer. Yeah, he rolls over there, spotlight. He's trucking through. I've got guys already running through the field with shovels, right? So we're the response time was amazing. It was a it was quick response team, right? It was a QRT that you hear about in the freaking seals and in warfare, dude. The response time was amazing. I get over there, we run our freaking neighbors started a bonfire. <laughs> They're all standing around freaking partying with the bonfire. And I was like, and okay. So first of all, it wasn't me totally glad that was a, but their bonfire was huge, but it scared the crap out of me. Then I was, I has got to be able to settle down. It was interesting because I started applying this to business. How many times does somebody yell fire 
when there's no fire. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, you still have to QRT. You still have to have that quick response time. The fact that we responded the way we did was perfect. And yet there was no fire. Or there is a fire, but it's contained and it's minimal risk or it's, you know, um, not the important thing. Yeah. And, so. and you think about this, I've talked to you guys about the concept of brush fire development, right? Brush fire development is a concept that I coined a long time ago where they fight a brush fire by burning the resources so that fire dies out when it hits them. So they'll back burn mm. the process and you go through and you burn all your resources down because of fire that might not even be a real fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. We could have easily burned that whole field down to contain that fire. That wasn't a fire. So yeah, imagine if you started burning <laughs> to meet it. <laughs> and then you caught it. And it was and it's just a bonfire. bonfire. It's just somebody's bonfire. They're all dancing around the fire, lighting off fireworks and stuff. So it's, I don't know. It was just an interesting yeah. concept of identifying crisis management. And, and from a leadership standpoint, I had a lot of opportunity to kind of reflect on how that fire evolved into what it was in the response well and from a observer's perspective you know we were across the pond and there were people like is that a fire or is it a bonfire and some people were speculating right and i think another person that was with you lighting the fireworks was like it's just a bonfire it's okay see fires are and subjective like, right but and it's all perspective right right so you have the company you have the team you have the people within themselves there's already rumors and gossip of is it a real fire is it a bonfire does it really matter it's distracting from the show. The show shuts down, right? Yeah. And there's a response team. It's just a bonfire. This right? really hits home because we've talked a lot, and I think we've started talking about this recently too, but we've talked a lot about, I point out a lot of potential fires. Yeah. But after a while, it it you can only do that so much, and then people just stop listening to you. Hmm. It becomes like the boy who cried yeah. wolf. Yeah. So fires are subjective, I think. like, And it's, it's interesting because that... It was a bonfire, but from your vantage point, it looked like a genuine fire and well, you had to take it seriously. But he, uh, yeah, here's the yeah. You had to take it seriously. Yeah. So as a leader in a company, you have to be able to, to send in the QRT, make a quick assessment of the situation and be able to respond with the proper amount of, of effort to be able to identify that. And then be able to make the move saying, hey, yep, nope, everything's okay. We're back on. We're good. We're running through this. And make, because then what do we do? We came back, we started the show back up, and yeah, we finished it. And it was yeah. great. And it was a great night. Um, but it was that little bit of a, a heart attack of, holy crap, but it happens every day in business. Yeah. And you've got to be able to prepare to respond accordingly. Right. And that ties into like, how do you respond to, how do you respond to these challenges? And not only that, but then how do you measure the success of that response? Yeah. So I have something I've been wanting to share with you guys for a little bit. As you know, I'm a big basketball fan. If you don't, if you're listening, you don't know that. I played basketball, love it, um, like a game of passion and of fun. Also a collector, always collected basketball cards as a kid. Since the rise of crypto and NFTs, got into NFT digital basketball cards, Um which is the most popular one right now for the NBA is NBA Top Shot. So I'm in my NBA Top Shot shirt. This is uh, one of my favorite NBA Top Shot moments. They call them moments, not cards, but whatever. So this uh, maybe a little a little off from you know putting out fires, but kind of has a correlation. So this moment, if you guys can see it, 
Um, my favorite team is Utah Jazz. Did it just die? Let me see if I can get it to this cord to stay. Um, I want you to I want you to watch it and see if you can tell, and we'll we'll find a clip that you guys can actually go watch this moment on. But you might have to QR code this. Did I ruin it by QR coding it? I almost ruined the moment because I. Come on. There it goes. See, count here. You you'll get this. Count how many times they pass the basketball in this moment, if you can. Uh, I lost it already. Everybody touched it though, more than once. Good lord, is this? There, I counted like ten times. Everybody touched the ball twice. Right. So this is. I love this example because everyone on the team, right? Five players touched the ball multiple people multiple times before they even took a shot. Right. And well, and they're even facing up and 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 ready to shoot yeah, a few times, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they not only that, but he drove. He drove, went into yeah, layup, and then passed it out yeah. to the three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you see how many people he drew in when he he penetrated, he draws everybody out. Yeah, and then he hits the he hits the shot, right? Yeah, three people closed in on him. And and that's the, a good moment. And it's, and not only so that, hard. but that three point shot was three feet off the line. Oh, way out. Yeah, yeah. it was way out, right? So, but he was uncontested. There was no one even really around. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. But I love this moment. And I framed this is the only moment I framed. I'll, I'll, you know, the rest of them I just watch on my phone. Because to me, it's it's a lesson in teamwork, right? And so that's what I love about sports. There's so many life lessons, leadership lessons, business lessons that can come out of sports. Yeah. I take them from basketball, but from others. We've talked about lacrosse, other things. But, you know, it's getting people in the right roles, right? But then trusting them enough, right, to move the ball, to pass the ball, right? And then any one of them could have taken the shot at a few times and probably had a high percentage shot. Um, but they end up having an epic moment right in time. And I think as teams, when we do that, well, those are the stories we remember, right? Either the epic failures or the epic, like, you know, winners. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to share with you guys, cause it's, it's a passion. It's fun. I think it also ties to business principle of, of team built one, building the team, but then two, like coming together as a team and playing, getting well, everyone involved. I love it too. Passion, passing is contagious. You hear like, you hear coaches a lot of times, yeah, one more, one more. And whenever you're kind of just moving the ball around, everybody wants to make the extra it creates pass. space. It yeah. creates opportunity. Yeah. You know, but the other cool thing about that is I remember that there's this old commercial with, um, with Steve young, he's sitting on the sidelines of a, of a pickup basketball game. And, uh, and they're looking for one more guy and, and they're, they were professional ball players. I don't know who they were. Cause this was all just a commercial. And to look at Steve young, and for those of you who don't know Steve Young, he was a quarterback for the 49ers, right? And they're like, hey, can you shoot? And he's like, no. He's like, can you dribble? And he's like, no. He's like, well, can you pass? He's like, I can pass. <laughs> and he, gets on the, he gets on the court, dude, and he's just like ripping balls left and right and passing it. And they're, and they, you know, it's just that moment of collaboration. I think the cool thing about that is, you know, we're going to be talking about success and, and, and getting into this and driving it. And, both of these stories pulled two different ways of identifying success, success in the moment of crisis and success in the moment of team. Yeah. Right. And, and I think in all, in both situations, the right players in the right position doing the right thing 
Like I wasn't the only one that responded to that fire. No. Right. Yeah. My son, Braden went tromping, running through the field and there's, you know, there's, um, what, what's it? Uh, poison hemlock. There's poison hemlock through that field and it, he's got rashes up and down his legs because he sprinted through there in his shorts to get to that fire. Right. And, and there's people you have to rely on everybody. Yeah. And that, that experience of that team and that moment was them playing as a team and passing the ball and, mm-hmm. and, and, and taking control and being in the right spot at the right time to be able to make those work until they did have that perfect shot. Yeah. So success is interesting as you map these out and understand how do we drive these, the concept of success forward in a company. Well, and we talk a lot about success, right? And so we want to spend a little bit defining what does that really mean? You know, success in life, success in business. That's what Fifth Hammer Thinking is about and is helping people journey towards. But yeah, what is what is success? What does it mean to you, to us? And how has that changed over time? You well, know, one of my one of my biggest pet peeves, which is funny because I do the same thing, is that a lot of people and most people automatically go think success and they go to finances, they go to wealth, they go to the numbers, they go to the figures, they go to the quantifiable, right? I yeah. want to be Scrooge McDuck. Diving into my pool of money. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was going to say that was my definition. Yeah, but you know what? Success is an interesting, and I agree with you. Success, this topic has been talked about a thousand times. And, and Dave, you even brought that up when we were looking at show topics and things. It's like, this is a tired topic hmm. because everybody has their own definition of success. My parents. Or they should. Or they should, yeah. Right, because I, I would say a lot of people, especially younger generation, they adopt other people's definitions of success and think that that's what they need to do. Right. And then they end up following a path that they don't actually care about enough and they burn out or they're like, where they lose themselves, right? Because they don't actually take a moment to pause and say, hey, what does success mean for me? When I think that that can be the value in this, okay? So like, uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of a natural born hater. Like I, oh, you know, that's just my default mode. So I'm thinking about this episode and I'm thinking like, what value is this really going to provide for people? It's been done a million times. But one, if you're thinking about working with us at some point, it's valuable for you to know how we define success. And we've been on calls before where people have actually asked that, right? So that's valuable. And two, if you're coming up in your career or you're lost or hell, I know, I know guys that are in their late forties that are lost. Um, and this helps you put you on the path to understand what that really means for you, then that's valuable as well. Yeah. So, but go ahead. You were going to talk about well, your parents. And I think that one thing you have to understand, and we've say this, this is one of our mantras. Comparison is the thief of joy. Hmm. If you're going to compare your success with the guy next door, you'll never be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You cannot compare you with them. You can't. My parents were both school teachers. We had a very humble existence. They had five kids. I'm getting emotional right now. They had five kids. They, 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 they lived an amazing life. My dad passed away last year. My mom is happy. Right? That, they're successful. Mm. I remember when I first got a job in the Bay Area. My dad, okay, so my dad taught for 33 years in the same school district. Right. So he, his, wow. his idea of success was, was stability. Yeah. Yeah. Tenure. Yeah. Tenure. Right. 
I remember when I first got my first job in the Bay Area, nine months later, I jumped to a new job. And my dad's like, whoa, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta put Jump down lanes, bud. you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta build your foundation. And, and I was like, it, it was so different than, <laughs> than what he saw as being successful. Right. My, my whole life has been that I'm always constantly moving. And, and my dad never understood that. So I could not, I couldn't compare my success with my dad's success mm, yeah. as successful as they were as parents, as they were married for what, 60 years, 65 years. Yeah. You know, that's success. Yeah. Right. And, right. and, and there, and my, my mom has an amazing retirement now and she has the financial resources to do whatever she wants and she's successful. They were successful. Yeah. So you can't, and, and the reason I bring that up is because their success is much different than my idea of success. Although the family and the marriage and things like that are all still matter, are yeah. still like those core foundations, but you can't compare your success with the guy next door, man. And here's what's so fleeting about that too. We all need a yardstick and we all need to look out and up and measure ourselves against something. You hear it all the time in sports. Find somebody that you admire. Find their a game, somebody's game that you admire and work towards that. But at the same time, don't compare yourself. Mm. You know? And I'm listening to you talk and I think we have to chase whatever our idea of success is in the moment, we have to chase that in order to understand that that may not be the thing for us. And I've climbed a couple of different mountains in my life thinking that's what I wanted. And I get up there and I'm like, wow, what? I don't, right. I guess this wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And I think that there's a, the other side of the coin on comparison is when it comes to skill development, right? There is, there can be a healthy thing with comparison, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But again, it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's a double-sided coin, right? There's a heads and a tails. There's a good and a bad with it. Well, yeah. I liked what Dave was just talking about as far as measuring yourself against against um the the outcomes like measuring your goals setting a goal as, as far as this is what i want to accomplish and measuring that that from that yardstick point of view i think that works but i don't see that as comparing hmm. right yeah i was about to ask like what's the difference do you think yeah I, I i don't see that as comparing i see that as challenging yourself and driving yourself to achieve bigger things i remember um you look at you look my dad coached track um, for years in, in high school. And he was constantly working to make people go faster and stronger and higher and jump higher and pull vault and throw farther. And it was always this, and it was beating yourself. There was this idea of beating yourself, but at the same time, there was the idea of beating the guy next to you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it was a measurement of how well you're doing, but the, the people that compared themselves of well, I'll never be that good because of who he is. Or I'll never have that because of what, you know, I'll never have that. Or or I want that just so I can have that. It's it's different when you're trying to challenge yourself to 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 be better as opposed to met comparing yourself against. So then it's in the why. It's in the why. If right, I if I look back and I wanted and I set a when I set a goal to be player of the year in the conference in high school and I achieved that. And I got, and I remember saying to my mom and dad, 
they were like, so how do you feel? Are you excited? You've been chasing this for years. I have journals where I would just sit and write it. SVC player of the year, number 44 SVC player. And I would fill journals with that. Nothing but that. And I got it and I wasn't, I was like, it's not what I thought it was going to be. And it was because I thought when I got it, there's going to be like a parade and I was going to get all this attention. <laughs> and that's why I was playing basketball to begin with. And I got to college and nobody's at my games. And I was like, this isn't what I, this isn't as fun as I remember. So it's in the why. It's like, if I want to be rich, why? Yeah. I guess. And I know it's, that's maybe oversimplified, but I just, I, I had this thought where I was like picturing somebody, you know, seeing some, you know, a person with a big mansion and they want that house. Well, why do you want the house? And you're going to get into the house and you're going to realize that it wasn't about the house. It was about the family and the events and the, the connection that could be had through that. Well, I think that's a beautiful way to start to asking yourself, if you want something, why do you want it? Right. Yeah. Uh, three, three wise deep or five wise deep. But I think to me, success is a game of self-awareness and the why, yeah. the why question helps you become that. And you said that too, like sometimes you have to go down the path to know, like, that's actually not the path that I want. Yeah. Sometimes you climb the whole mountain, but sometimes you're just a quarter of the way up. Like, nope, coming back down. Yeah. Right. And I think you have to give yourself grace enough to do that and to be okay with it. But it's a game of self-awareness. And sometimes that comes in action. Sometimes that comes in watching other people. But I mean, there was a time in my life where I was going to school, finishing my undergrad, working full-time, but I was surrounded by full-time entrepreneurs, half of them college dropouts. And they're like, why the hell are you going to school? Like, just drop out, like go start your own business. Right. But that wasn't like, and so I was torn, like other people's, you should do this, right? Versus like my own, like oh, my wife and my mom, like, oh, you should finish school. And I'm like, I had to figure out what mattered to me, not like my wife and mom versus like my peers, Yeah, you know? Yeah. You know, so. it's interesting. We, uh, just a few weeks ago, I was having a conversation about um, what are some of my biggest regrets, mm. right? Braden was doing a, a, a project for school. And, and that was what he asked. He's like, what are some of your biggest regrets? And for me and anybody who looks at my life outside in, they could probably paint a picture of success. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we're doing what we're doing is the experience we had and the success we had at selling our company for nine figures, right? That's extreme in, in today's society. Right. That's extremely successful. Right. Um, and one of my, biggest regrets was I didn't finish school hmm. because through the journey of life, there were opportunities that were closed because I didn't have that degree, yeah. but other opportunities opened. Um, and I remember one time sitting down with my mom and she's like, and I was thinking about going, you know, I've thought about going back to school, but there were times where I was like, I don't know what I would do in school because I could probably teach the class in my current industry <laughs> that I'm in. You know, and so it's it's an interesting concept as you start looking at how do you chart success in today's environment and in and, and today's in today's world. It's different and it's different for everybody. And and it's OK to have regrets. You're going to look back on your life at those moments when you're like, I should just started a company. There's a lot of I should have. Yeah, I think regrets a signal. It's it's not bad. I, I used to say no regrets or no regrets. <laughs> What's that, that tattoo, new regrets? Yeah. I used to say no regrets. And then I would use that to propel me just to do things. But I, it, regret's a signal and it's powerful if you listen to it. 
Um, I think it's interesting that that that's really a regret of yours because I've thought that was like, that's always been like a selling point for you or like a badge of honor, badge of honor. And, and as I've looked and I I identify that because as I've, I've watched my son take school more seriously, I've regretted not taking school more seriously. And that used to be a badge of honor for me. Yeah. I would be like, my dad would like, I remember my dad telling my wife, um, yeah, Dave got really good grades. I don't even think I've seen him, seen him open a book. And I'd be like, cause I'm just so smart. It's kind of like, <laughs> you know, an ego thing, but like, what would have happened if I did? Yeah. You know? So let's, um, so maybe let's end with this. What today is your current definition of success? What does success look like, taste mm. like, feel like to you? I love how you right said today, now. cause it's going today. To and it's probably, it was different five years ago. Yeah. It was different 10 years ago, but today, what is that? What does that look like? And maybe I'll start it unless you guys have something. But okay. I think for me, the time freedom to work with whoever you want, wherever you want, whenever you want, that to me is how I'm defining success for what the life I want to live and I strive for, right? Being able to work with whoever, whenever, wherever I want to work. Um, and I think part of that comes because I do feel like I have fulfilled some measure of success as I used to define it. Meaning like having a, a wonderful marriage and a family and kids and living the American dream, right? Dream of owning a home and having that type of stability in a, in a family life, right. Is accomplished. Whereas before, like that was, and still is to, to, you know, my identity, like part of my success, but now it's like, okay, here's the next level so you know i think again I, I i appreciate the today right because it does change and for me where i'm at in my life um i think success for me is helping others succeed mm. right there was this quote i think you 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 shared it at, at your or showed me it was like when in your 20s in your thirties and your forties oh, and fifties, yeah. right? Remember yeah. That yeah. One? Yeah. I don't know the details. I don't want to botch it up, but the idea was, is you in your fifties, you teach others how to be successful. You teach the people in the twenties how to be. Yeah. Like your twenties, you're, you're figuring out what you want to do in your thirties, you get good at it in your forties, you make money with it. And then in your fifties, you teach yeah. others how to and do it. I think it. that's really the stage where I'm at. Which is why I think this is this, what we're doing here in this podcast is important to me and is, is because if I can help just touch one person to do better, to be better, to see better and to achieve what they want to achieve somehow by us sitting here and blowing wind through these <laughs> microphones don't be doing that i know right? <laughs> i think if there's just an opportunity to to help somebody um feel like they've achieved success that's really that's that's where i'm at now i think awesome i don't i'm you know i don't want to i don't want to say that everything's freaking all peaches and keen and rosy right um i don't want to i think success now is not losing what i have mm. and helping others gain in the process. Hmm. Yeah. I, mine's going to be boring. Cause I, I, you've already said it. 
like I, I genuinely there's I've, I almost have nothing new to add to this because it's exactly the same as yours. Mm. It's um, and it's taken me uh, to the age of 43. And I don't know. Uh, there's I don't know. Maybe we don't have to get into all like the background of the psychology of, of why I think this way. But it's just my first like where I am now, what's led me to this definition was the first thing I said as I was crossing into f- 40 was I just want to work with people that I love working with. And then as I did that and found you guys, I started to think, I just want to work on the projects that I want to work on. And as we've started to do that, I've realized I want to work when and where (laughs) and how I want. Yeah. And you know, it's led, it's, it started with this seed of a feeling that I'm unemployable, that I don't, I, you know, I don't like to take direction from people. I I like to collaborate. I love being inclusive and collaborating, but it's the same thing. Like I, I am, and I just crossed this threshold, like the last two or three weeks, my wife looked at me because I was just starting to get really anxious about retirement and, and then getting older and then, and then ageism kicking in when you like go to apply for a job and, you know, you find out like you're, you're like, you're in your sixties, nobody's going to hire like a marketing guy. That's at least you, that's what you think. That's what I started to right. think in my head. And then, uh, and, sh- and my wife looked at me and said, what if we're okay with just living in a trailer somewhere and just living off social security and Medicare and, but it's just us. And I'm totally cool with that. I mean, that would be, that would be kind of awesome. <laughs> and it just removed all this money fear that I had. Yeah. And it's just strengthened my resolve that, I don't care what I got to do. I'm not working for somebody else anymore. Um, unless it's like a client, like collaborative client partner relationship. And it's going to be where I want and how I want it, you know, as long as it fits into with the people that I want to do it with. Yeah. It's interesting as you share that, it just reminds me, um, when we're younger, I think success is the destination right? Where, where are we trying to go? What are we trying to see and achieve? And I think that's why numbers, right? A nine figure exit, um, six pack abs, right? Yeah. Like, uh, a wife, a title. Right? it's the destination, yeah. right? As we go, as we chase a lot of those destinations and some happen and some don't, we realize, oh no, it's actually about the journey. Yeah. You know? And then we start, you hear phrases like fall in love with the process, like enjoy the journey. And those become mantras. And then as you've had several journeys, you realize the journey only really matters and it is dependent on who you're doing it with. And then it becomes about the company, the company that's with you, the people, right? I think in some ways we've all experienced some levels of that, but it takes experience. It takes time to shift from the destination to the journey to the company, you know? Yeah. And I think that if you, if you look through this, I mean, we want to hear, I mean, I mean, I'm speaking to the audience now. We want to hear what's your measure of success. What are the things that you do or you would like to strive for? Because I think you're right, Dave, there is, and you're, you're super good at this. There is a, it, there's a, there's the ability for you to write that down and to journal it and to challenge yourself and say, this is how I measure success allows it to be out there into the universe, into the cosmos where you can start putting that into your mind and bringing it out. So, you know, we'd love to hear from, from our listeners and our audience, what is your measure measure of success? I love that you brought that up too, because if 
manifestation feels too woo woo for you, there's a book called Psycho Cybernetics that actually gets into the biology of it and why it's a real thing. So I'm glad you brought that up, yeah. dude. It's it's a good point. And, and even if it's just an audience of one listening to us, audience of one, even if it's my mom. <laughs> I want to know Dude, what you really your mom is. listens to us. That's uh, right. She will. My dad <laughs> will. My, they're, they're always there in the front row. <laughs> well, and I would also just end with don't let our definitions of success, like change yours. If it's not what you truly want, like really let it be what you want, not what your mom wants, your dad wants, what we want, yeah. what other people around you want. Like, what do you want? What really matters to you? Why does that matter? And write it down for you and Today. start there. Yeah. yeah. What yeah, do you want today? I'm so glad you said it that way. Don't yeah. don't compare your success with other success. Be your own success and and drive to that, but write it down so that you have a a 10-year plan. Um you have a, a a success plan of what you want. You know, and that will and that will begin to manifest as you as you work towards that, whether it's in your business, your personal life or or anything. Use that as a way to measure yourself against your own yardstick. Thank you